got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the war. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah, and I've been reading all the Kevin Hill back in the studio, man. I know you're back live. It's great to see you. We never get to see each other anymore. Yeah, well, we usually come out for the big events, you know, like like uh, July 21st. July 21st. Summit. Yeah, the, the 3PL Summit. I think All there day. might be a put that coffee down at that, too. I, I think there is. I think there's a, a special put that coffee down. There'll be two episodes that week, I think, because we'll, we'll be on a regular time on Wednesday, and I think that's on a, or it's on a Tuesday, July 21st. I don't know. I have my dates mixed up now. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Computer, but it's good Kevin. to see you because we live, we work together. Yes. We, we do a show together, you know, and we live about two or three blocks from each other. We only see each other now like once every two months. And no one's seeing us right now on LinkedIn. This is, this no is one all else black. Is it, so is it dead? So you guys can fix that. I'm excited about today's episode because we're getting to cover a couple things. We're going to talk about cold calling, one of our first shows. We're going to talk to Michael Neme, who's going to talk about his strategies for getting over the neg, getting past the hump, and all those different kinds of things. And then we're also going to follow up with Nicole Barrett, who is also a guest on here a couple months ago. Lost her job beginning of COVID, decides to start her own company, strike out on her own, freight by Nicole. Cole, we'll see where she's at with that. Yeah, that would be very interesting. It's uh, we, we both struck out on our own and, and did things, and there's a lot of challenges you never even dream about. You always think everything's going to be rosy, and you have this plan, and you're going to execute it, and everything's going to go well, and about, I don't know, two days into it, it just all falls apart. And you just have to build it back up. And then it it falls apart again. You build it back up. It can. And I think that Nicole is experiencing some of those Mm -hmm. challenges. But that's all a part of starting a business. So I think it's important and valuable to discuss with her about where she's at along with that journey. It, it, It is because that's how you learn. Right. When, when things go wrong or things don't go as expected, that's how you learn. That's how you get better. And that's how you succeed. So... Are you still playing around with LinkedIn? I, I got it up now. Okay, I got it up now. Okay, Eric Serta, 3PL Summit, can't wait. Oh. Dooners in the studio, Sheena Dave, and Ken Carter said, striking out is the way to new growth. I love it. So Let's see, Sheena Dave's here. Eric Serta, actually a big shout out to Eric Serta. Oh. I got this yesterday, a thank you card from Eric. Why did he send, why did he send you a thank you? Uh, you know, because basically... He's part of the show. He's part of the audience. We tag him in a lot of our LinkedIn posts, and he's new to the industry. And it's just a thank you for for helping him network, helping him get on his feet. So. We appreciate that. No one else, we appreciate our sponsor this month. It's HubTran. HubTran is causing an efficiency revolution in the transportation back office. HubTran automates invoice processing, customer billing, and document management with AI and OCR technology, leaving more time for your teams to focus on what really matters, Kevin Hill, increasing your business's profitability. To learn more, visit HubTran.com. Yes. Automation is good. Want to do a few quotes? Let's do a few quotes, yeah. Okay. I got one right here. We are who we choose to be. It's from the Green Goblin from Spider-Man is portrayed by the great Willem Dafoe. And you have another Willem Dafoe quote here. The worst thing to the, the worst thing is to get involved with people who aren't passionate about what they're doing. So true. It, it is. really is. Did you know I, I met Willem Dafoe one time? 
How did you meet him? I, I moved him from his old apartment to his new house in the West Village in New York. I just moved to New York. I was, I was running around. I had like three jobs. And one of them was uh, working for a, a man with a van. He'd run stuff out of JFK, and he did a little moving on the side. And I moved him, and um, he was a nice guy. Eric Serta says, Dooner has one on the way. It fell in between the seats in my wife's car. <laughs> he sent it just yesterday, so we'll keep an eye out for that one. Uh, Patty Robbins in the house, too. Zach Calderon, uh, T. McKinney, Lisa Petty, Patricia Wardeep, and Robert Busey. Thanks, everybody, for, uh, for tuning in today. We're excited for this one. We're going to talk a little bit before we get into it. We usually do some bad marketing. Mm-hmm. This isn't really bad marketing, though. It's about something I like a lot, which are logos. Something I also like snacks. Snacks, I was about to say. Yeah. You, you made me promise I'd play this, right? Uh, yes. Okay, let's awesome. play. Snack Master Incorporated. Snack Master. Snack Master. You'll be snacking with the Snack Master. Snack Master. Snack Master. So that's from an old podcast I used to do, reviewing snack foods. But one thing I was looking at today were these Doritos logos, the evolution of the Doritos logo from, what was this, 1964 until present. Mm -hmm. So as everyone knows, if you don't know the background on Doritos, Doritos 1964, a restaurant in California based out of Disneyland, decided to fry some leftover tortilla. They added some spices to it, and this is how the iconic Dorito is here today. And uh, let's see, it means golden in Spanish. The company's first logo relied heavily on graphics on each letter, as you guys can see if they're displaying this over here. And it's, it's evolved over time. Now, you tell me, which one here do you like the best? I like the first two. Really? I, I like classic. that style. I, you know, that, that retro style yeah. from the 60s. Yeah. Well, how about you? What's your favorite? Well, as a 90s kid, I'm team like 92 to 97. If you see it incorporates the old and the new. It's like the tweener transition one. It's got like they finally put the chip by their third iteration of this logo, they put the chip over the eye, and now you got the chip over it moving forward. But they've, they've got kind of extreme. If you look at the logo when it went into the 2000s, mm-hmm. it went off the rails a little bit, and they decided to maybe, I don't know, cash in on the X Games market and make it like they, it's like fiery. Yeah, so like after 25 years, they decide to put the chip in the logo yeah. when they really don't need the chip in the logo anymore, right? I mean, yeah. if you don't know what a Dorito is, is by 1992. I don't oh, see, know. Nicole, Eric Sturgis says crunch all you want. Nicole Barrett, she's with me, 92 to 97. Might be our age group, too. KC3, he's in that team as well. Eric Sturdy's he's 85 to 92. He likes a little bit of the older school. And uh, Michelle, she's also 92 to 97. Yeah, so I think that that one won because I have good taste, Kevin. You do have good taste. You do. <laughs> you know what? On the eBay, I, I saw in the Wall Street Journal this morning, another eBay executive got charged in, with a harassment that the same case that, that we covered a couple weeks ago. Why? So they, they captured another one. What, what, what is, what's going on over at eBay? I, I don't know. It was the same case. It was just one more. I think they in, indicted six people from, from eBay or six executives, and they, they added a seventh. 
lucky number seven, I suppose. Robert Boosie says, after 12 years in trade show logistics, I am in job search mode. COVID-19 pretty much put trade shows as at a total standstill. Thousands out of a job. Enjoy your show, guys. Yeah, we've had to, we've yeah. had to do our own pivot here to those virtual mm-hmm. events because you just can't bring people together right now. You can't, and it's going to be a, a while before you can, I think. I mean, it's extending out, but virtual events, all the, the, the rage right now, we had one back in May, and as we just said, July 21st, the 3PL Summit, it's all virtual. We'll have an episode of Put That Coffee Down somewhere in there, and um, yeah, rock and roll. Let's do it. Should we, uh, should we bring Michael Neme up? Let's get him on here. Let's do it. Michael Neme coming to the show. He's like the cold call king of... Uh I don't know. LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn, he's always co calling, especially in the freight and transportation space. Yeah, he's, he's the... either always on a co call or giving advice. And he is, Michael Nemi is, is somewhere here. He is somewhere. There he is. There he is. Hey, Michael Neme, thanks for joining us on the, on the air. Uh, Dooner, you got Kevin Hill over here. What's that? What's happening, my man? You know. So before, sometimes we jump of the gun, right? And we're like, mm-hmm. introduce yourself. But we'll have him do it in the form of the elevator pitch. Yes. All right. So you got 30 seconds, my friend. We're going to press the button on the elevator right now. What's up, world or LinkedIn fam? Um, so, yeah, I work for a company called Global Trans. It is a large 3PL. Um, my focus is on emerging brands, bro stage companies that are, you know, anywhere between $250,000 in transportation spend upwards to let's just call it 10 million. And instead of, you know, just sending out quotes or just strictly just trying to be a rate play, my goal is to be your one, uh, one three PL partner, put a strategy together that, you know, aligns with your goals and initiatives. And then, yeah, that's it. Enhance efficiencies and a profitability within someone's company. Do you do mostly uh, LTL or, or truckload or is it a pretty even mix? Whatever they have, honestly. But I mean, I'm predominantly. I, I mean, a lot of the companies I'm in are are doing LTL at that at that point. Okay. Whether that be the volume to consolidate or not, but yeah, it's it's a lot of it's LTL. Now I read on I read on LinkedIn that you have the good fortune of connecting with John Brewer from CKA Restaurants, and you call him up and you do a little role playing, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. Is that what, simple yeah sure so, so why like have you seen value in it what has role-playing been beneficial your cold calls have to go a little bit better than this right well john knows i mean there's a, i'm always planning something in the back of my head right i mean i knew john's company was definitely a lead um but something that stood out with john is you know especially being you know just like a director of logistics distribution those guys are getting beat up 24 7 he posted something on um a post i posted about, you know, collaborating and starting a partnership with uh, whatever, if it's a carrier or even just a 3PL. So I reached out, it's funny, as I reached out to him to ask him for a meeting, and then he, like, flipped it around and said, hey, I want to meet with you. Let's hop on a call. And for the first couple calls, we kind of just started learning about, you know, each other. And then I, you know, positioned it where I was like, hey, can I role play, do a real live role play with you, you know, ask you about your business. And it ended up turning out like there's some things that we can bring to the table that could potentially help uh, help his company. And we're at that. But regardless, if it's business or not, I mean, he's just a good dude. And I love picking his brain, especially on the op side. Wow. So let's find out what he learned, Kevin, right? Let's make let's, let's make this. Michael role play for a minute here. So we're going to we're going to ring the phone. 
You're dialing us up over here at uh, at the studio. We are uh, the VP of Transportation and Finance for yes. a Doritos-like company called Snack Waves. Uh, he's Richard Romer, and I'm Tyler Durden. Hey, Michael, thank you for calling us today. How can we help you? Do I have, I mean, hold up. This is like, I mean, you, I'm just not going to, do, do I know anything, or am I just straight up cold calling you don't know anything about the company? Uh, we we, we, we ship a lot of Dorito, a lot of snack chips a year. Yeah. They're triangle potato chips. Yeah. Or triangle tortilla chips. Looking for some new okay. freight partners, maybe. Cool. I mean, so, I mean, I would just set the meeting. I mean, honestly, we could sit here. This is kind of like, this isn't even really a cold call, to be honest with you. I mean, I would already have, like, if you guys follow me, I would already have tons of information on you. Um, but if I didn't have any information and you guys were looking for potential freight carriers or, you know, to partner with the 3PL, I would strictly just get on the phone and say, hey, let's set a time where we can jump on and have, you know, a discovery call. So you're talking about research. How much research do you typically do? You know, not necessarily how, how long, but, but what key bits of information do you always have before you co-call a company? First off, I want to know if they are in my wheelhouse for spend, right? So I'm, I'm who knows that the best? Accounting. So I am going to call accounting and one, ask them, hey, ballpark me, do you think you're in the wheelhouse of at least $250,000 in domestic freight spend? Cool. And then that's where I'll gather a little bit more information. Like, hey, how do you allocate your freight bills? Quoted versus build? Is that a manual process? So I can build a little bit more uh, of a value add when I do call. Because I'm calling executives. Uh, yeah, 99% of the time I'm calling that executive to set a meeting. So I'm trying to figure out from that accounting side, is it a manual process or do they already have some type of software where it's already automa- uh, automated? Now, you talk about pricing being one of the easiest things to sell on, and one of the, the biggest negs you'll probably hear when you're making a cold call like this is, you know, we don't feel like adding any more carriers right now. We're good with who we're using. How do you tend to com- – how do you get over that neg? Because that's usually one of the first things people are going to hear when they're making one of these types of calls. It produces that, that negative emotion inside, right? It's the anti-dopamine going on that keeps you from not wanting to cold call in the first place. Well. There's going to be people that hate this, but I don't sell to the transportation manager. I mean, that's where you're going to get it. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going out and asking information from them, but they're the last person I really want information from, from a cold call. So if I am going to call them, I'm just strictly going to say, hey, listen, I'm not trying to be added to a carrier list. I'm sure you're fine. I got a couple questions for you. And it, it, just give me, give me two minutes of your time. I know you get beat up all the time. And then I just strictly ask, hey, when you're, you know, when you receive those POs, how do you book your shipments? How do you quote out your shipments? Oh, it's a manual process. Right there, boom. They don't have, so you don't have a TMS? No. Cool. Thanks for your time. And then I'm putting that in my, in my notes. And then that's when I would call that executive and say, hey, you know, you know, the financial impact that it has when you guys are doing 100 shipments a week and your team out back is having to manually go through all these different platforms to book a book one load. So you kind of build your strategy of how you're going to approach, whether it's transportation manager or the executive at the, the end of the, the line, uh, based on your initial calls with accounting. That's your research. You're going to find, you're going to build your strategy off the information you find, whether they have a TMS, how they bill, uh, and, and then have some value adds on that. Do you ever call sales as well? This is the sales team. I do. So sales is really, uh, it's funny is I didn't, I never really thought about it until like two years into my career, how like sales can be affected by uh, transportation. Right. And, and that's where kind of cost does go into play, but it's not so much of a rate cost. I mean, it is, but it isn't right. 
it's more or less time too. Like, hey, do you have access to to give give a customer a quote right off the bat? Like, no, we don't. We have to actually call our transportation department. Okay, cool. How does that process work? And you know, a lot of times they're just so disconnected, sales and transportation, where it's like on a potential sale, the transportation team is having to, you know, jump on, you know, let's say five different platforms just to get a quote. And that's not even a real sale yet. So it's like, that's, that's a lot of time wasted. And you bring that to an executive. I mean, that's, that's far more beneficial than saying, Hey, I can save you 5% on your freight rates. I used to like calling the sales department at, at Shippers because they'll tell you everything and anything. Oh, yeah. Huh? You can't hardly get them off the phone. How, how much it, time would you spend talking to them? Oh, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. I'd find out everything everything you can find out. You don't, you don't get worried that a lot of sales guys don't know what they're talking about. Well, I mean, <laughs> you have to filter what salespeople tell you, right? Yes, that's true. <laughs> Robert Ailey, he says he took a, a week-long course on cold calling, I wonder what he he taught them in that course. Michael, if you were going to do a week-long course on cold calling, what do you think should be part of that curriculum? I mean, we're going to stick with the transportation industry. Know the industry first. Like, I mean, you'd be surprised on, like, I just see a lot of posts that, like, do, do people know exactly what a 3PL can bring to the table? Like, rates is not the biggest thing, and it. And I see people that, you know, again, every 3PL is not the same, and, and maybe all of them don't offer, obviously, a TMS or some, you know, the bells and whistles when it comes to technology, but a lot of them do. And I think where people lack is, you know, having the training on what exactly, why would someone use a 3PL outside of just, you know, rates? That's it. That's where I would start, right? Learn that. Learn, learn that. And then I would also say target audience is huge, right? Because... I've, I've, I've trained people or walked into to, to organizations where people are just randomly calling the same account probably of, of, for like three months and it turns out that they have you know 20 different brokers they, they, they send out quotes to and they only do five shipments a week. I mean, is that really a, a, is that a good opportunity? It might I mean technically on paper it might be, but it, it's just not a good opportunity in general if that makes does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So the, you have to know your target market or you're just wasting time. Because if you're calling people that aren't, aren't going to, uh, to, to to match with what you can do, you, I mean, it's just a big waste of time. How do you get motivated before you, you start cold, your day of cold calling? Do you, do you listen to death metal? I think Dooner <laughs> listens to death metal before I he could, calls, I, right? I could. Yeah. Sometimes just like the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Michael? I mean, dude, yeah, I'll blast music and stuff, but I mean, that's just temporary. I mean, I've always just been a, a motivated yeah. person, um, more or less. Like, I've always had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder to say, it's like, dude, I'm just going to, if anybody out there doubts me, I just love constantly proving people wrong. I mean, it's just always been what wakes me up in the morning. And I've always thought, you know, I'm always nervous about, you know, success, success is easy, right? It's keeping it and keep scaling yourself. And I'm always nervous that, hey, there's someone clipping at, you know, at my toes that is going to take my position or going to take my company or going to take, you know, my customer. So that's what always keeps me going. Tom Carissa is part of the problem is many of the sales reps at 3PLs don't understand 3PLs. That's why rates become the core part of discussion. Yeah, I've definitely seen that before. Oh, yeah. Sheena Dave says she just does three cups of coffee. So she's three using performance-enhancing drugs it is. out there. Be careful, people. There's some Pete's competition. coffee. <laughs> I'm allowed to drop it. Drop names here. Like, uh, I have a can. Uh, what do you have? I don't, oh, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm trying to like. Oh, it's blurred out, so maybe not. 
Maybe not. Let's talk about charity. Let's switch gears. Talk about charity. Cool. You came out with a post last week about a charity contest, uh, wanting yeah. to get other people on LinkedIn involved with, and it's a hundred dollar entry fee, and it's about cold calling. Tell us a little bit about that. That was just, you know, me and you talked about it. I was, you know, that was just a spur of the moment. I had this idea. You know, we see a lot of, uh, you know, more and more, which I love, you know, of these tips and tricks on, you know, what what works, what doesn't work. So. You know, the, the competitor in me was just like, well, let's just see what's working, what's not. Let's go live, right? But, hey, how do we, how can we utilize this platform for a good cause as well? So I said, let's tie something in a charity. So I'm really big. My cousin has uh, autism. So I've always been pretty big into, you know, donating to, uh, you know, multiple different autistic charities, uh, Asperger charities. And I was like, let's just, let's, let's, let's have some fun with this and also do some good. Well, Emily Zink says she's the same as Michael. Doubters motivate her. So do I. Yes. Minions, Chip on the right? shoulders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> minions. Yes. Minions motivate all of us. Right? A lot of people have that, though. A lot of people find that, that chip on their shoulder, and they use it as a, as a way to keep them moving and pressing forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that even you know th- this idea to, to give towards charity comes down to, to differentiate yourself, but to also do good and to gamify to gamify for good. And you said that the idea sort of came to you in the way that it comes to most people. You were just, uh, I don't know, right? Just moving around, right? Just driving around the car. You hadn't really established the firm rules. And I think that one of the things he wanted to do was maybe shape this out, right? And maybe yeah, shape this out. the Put That Coffee Down community wants to get involved with you to do this. I saw a lot of the people who are in the comments today, I saw when you posted that video, Michael, a lot of people that are, are here wanted to get involved and find ways to get involved. Yeah, I mean, so at, at this point, you know, again, I, I shot over a couple ideas uh, to Kevin. Um, legally, I don't know what we can do for you know live live <laughs> live cold calls. Um, but again, you know, what the ideas I shot to Kevin were maybe we get you know five to ten people that are willing to you know run it out through a, through a month, film their themselves cold calling, and then you know send in maybe you know five videos of themselves, their best videos to, to you and uh, Kevin, and you guys can judge on them and then play maybe, if, again, legally, I don't know if it's possible, but maybe play one live or you could just say, hey, we voted this person, he's the winner or she's the winner. Yeah, I like that. I like that format, right? You, you tape five to ten calls that you really like. You send them to us. We'll get a, a another at least one judge from outside of Freight Waves, yeah, uh, to come in and, and judge. Maybe like Joe Lynch or, or somebody like that to come in and, and judge these calls. And then, I, I guess based on our scores, we'll declare a winner. Yeah, they'll take the pot and donate it to the charity of their choice. Failing that, if we can't encourage phone calls, as he mentioned, legal reasons, we can always do it on elevator pitches or something. Uh, You know, it's one of those Mm -hmm. hard things to tabulate. But the 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 whole concept behind it is to do something for good and just to to bring awareness. People are always looking for ways to get involved, and I think it's really cool that that guys like Michael are looking for ways to bring in the sales community too and do something in a collaborative format, especially when a lot of us are competing with one another. It is. It's it's a, a very good cause. So, uh, yeah. So so basically, how to judge and, and and what format it is. We want to hear your thoughts out there. You know, please uh, please chat with us. You know, if you watch this after it's live, DM DM me, Dooner or, or Michael Nemi, and we'll come up with a, a very structured format and probably roll it out. What do you think, Michael? Uh, maybe first of August or something. Uh, give everyone time to, to to prepare and and and. and enter and exchange money, I suppose, or what do you think? 
We've got to get some. We we just have to get some people that are willing to compete. I mean, yeah. I, and I love the. I, I mean, I love the fact that you know more people wanted to donate. That's awesome, right? But again, I mean, heck, donate then. But we do need some you know people that are willing, some salespeople that are willing to jump on board and and compete in the actual like cold call. However, right. we do it. Yeah, I'd like to see five or ten people enter right now while we're on the show live. Enter right. Maybe they will in the comments. Robert Haley has a question. He says, how are you liking cold calls alone in your house? Different than an office sales environment. That's an interesting question. I remember the first time when I was doing when I was doing selling, it was kind of nerve wracking, like your first day when there's a bunch of people sitting around you and they're like, you know, pick up, pick up the phone, dial someone up. Uh, Michael, is it you work from? But then when I work from home, it was it was kind of normal. So I, yeah, I don't you know. weren't starting out. Either, yeah, has your right? has your process changed at all, Michael, since uh, since COVID struck? So here's so I've always I've, I was brought up in uh, a, you know you guys probably heard of Worldwide Express. I mean, mm-hmm. the large office, and then you know after four years, I went over to. That's when I went over to California, but I've been working at home for about almost two years now. And again, someone that is, you know, I have more energy than most. It's, it's, it was, it's, it was tough and it still is tough to, to actually, you know, it's just a different, it's just a different atmosphere. You're by, I mean, look at me, I'm in my room and, you know, it's just like, you have to motivate yourself. So, I mean, like I said, there's, there's it's, it's different. I mean, there's just, it's hard to explain how I motivate myself. I just more or less like it goes back to proving people wrong, right? Having a little chip on my shoulder. And at the end of the day, you know, I just want to get, I want to be great. So I just, I'm self-motivated. I mean, I know that sounds cookie cutter-ish, but. Well, you're an agent for, for Global Trans, is that right? Michael? Oh, yeah. I said correct. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I can hear you now. So, yeah, another great motivation for for everybody. If you're, and I assume you're a hundred percent commission, right? So, that, I mean, yeah, that, that's that, a great that's, that's a great motivator right there. I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, I do a little. We don't gotta get in the weeds. I do I do some other things on the side. Um, I made a post about how I never like focus on you know one source of income. Okay. But it also opened up a lot of things for me where I can just focus on you know my target audience where it's, you know, I'll probably bring on two accounts maybe for a year and then focus on another piece of what I'm doing. So I love it. I mean, yeah, if if you, if you, I say this, that the, the agent model is not for everybody. I think you need to establish some type of structure when you're getting into sales, because if I was to say reverse this seven years ago and I just jumped into an agent model, it'd be really hard. Michael, I'm glad you said that because we last week we were talking about finding a job and we were not talking because we were talking to people who may have recently lost their jobs, had not done an agent model before. So we weren't recommending it. And someone did call us out on it and they were like, well, hey, agent model works great for me. And we're perfectly fine with it, but I think that's its own type of show to dive into. I think it's much more nuanced than just jumping on with a salary, coming in with with the benefits that come with joining a company. So it can be a different challenge. And and we will do a show on the agent model and there's nothing against the agent model at all. No, no, it's about having no experience in industry, no book of business, and doing a 100% uh, commission only yeah. job where the turnover is about 300% a month. Yes. Completely different yes. job search. Yes. And it, it, it actually, what, what helped me is when I started at Worldwide, I worked for a franchise. So before they all went corporate. So I was actually able to see how a franchise model, it's mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. similar to an agent model, how, how they actually work. And to your point, yeah, I mean, I see a lot of, you know, it, it might seem to people like right now that the heck, let's let's go the agent route. We lost our job, and 
okay, yeah, but there's a lot that goes into that where, again, is it worth, you know, can you survive for six months to a year not making that cushion salary? I mean, you have to you have to plan for that as well. So mm-hmm. it's just, hey, let's pick up and do it. I mean, by all means, I'm not going to tell someone not to, but they're, again, I don't want to get in the weeds on this, but to your point, yeah, I think that would be actually an awesome show to talk about because I think a lot of people, especially in our industry, are starting to shoot over to the agent model that might that it might not be the best situation or fit for them where they could find something better, um, obviously, yeah. to help them from a salary standpoint. Hey, Michael, how do people reach out and connect with you and learn more? Uh, I mean, I'll, my cell phone's on my LinkedIn, uh, so feel free to call me, DM me on Instagram, and or not Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and then, yeah, I usually respond to a lot of people. I mean, when I have time, I, I respond to pretty much every everybody, so... All right, cold call, cold call Michael Neme on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Michael, thank you for your time today. I really have guys. a lot of entrants coming in, DMing them on, on oh, LinkedIn and saying, yeah, I want to take part in this. After this, maybe they'll ask them to role play. Yeah, they could do. Do you think Nicole will role play with us? I don't know. I was just trying to sneak role playing. I like role playing. Right? I'm like, let's sneak he, some he role playing in here. I know. The comments said I caught him off guard. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. But probably. Be yeah. careful. Come on, yeah. put that coffee down. I'll blindside you with that. With the <laughs> you want to role play right now? Who, who do you want to be? I, I like Tyler Jordan. Tyler, or, Tyler <laughs> Jordan. Tyler <laughs> Jordan. All right. How about your role play as the announcer is going to call on our next guest? Oh, I, I can. Hopefully, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. So our, our next guest is Nicole Barrett. Uh, she was on the show what maybe four or five weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, she just lost maybe her longer. job and was starting her new company. So we're checking in with her today to see how everything is going. How are you today, Nicole? Hey, guys. I'm um, glad to be back. I'm doing great. Good. Good, good, good. So um, so you're on your journey in entrepreneurship, and how's it going so far? Yeah, we saw the video. We saw the video, and I yes. thought it was super brave. You put one out there. You had planned to launch Freight by Nicole by July 6th. We were going to coordinate this episode with that. But I, I think part of what's important, especially as we cover your journey and your story, is covering what really happens to a business. And I'm glad that you didn't contact us either after you put that video and said, you know what, I don't feel comfortable right now. And I think it's great of you and brave of you to, to share that aspect of your journey with the community because not everything is standing up. But you're standing up again. You're moving forward now. So tell us where you're at with everything. Um, Okay. So, yeah, I did have to delay. It is a fail forward kind of situation um, because I just, I didn't feel ready. I didn't, you know, I am okay, like, going to market and, like, starting slow. But I'm actually, all the feedback I've gotten, I feel like we would be overwhelmed with business. Maybe not the first week or the first, you know, but too soon. And so I was just like, I need way more in place. And I also, I just want, I want to have confidence in myself and in my team. I don't feel like I have that. I want them to feel good doing this. And we don't know our TMS. We don't know our phone system yet. Like we need more practice. We're going to be doing role playing. Um, We're going to be doing fake play situations because when I did training um, at a control center in medical logistics before, um, that was very successful. So um, it was very hard, very personal. Like I feel like I've let people down, but at the same time, like, I know it's probably for the best. I don't think so. I mean, I think that especially the way, you know, marketing and things work now, people like honesty and getting trust in your brand is one of the hardest things to establish, especially for a new company. I imagine for you, you mentioned signing one of your first, uh, one of your first carriers for an unofficial load a couple weeks ago. How is that? How has that been onboarding carriers, getting people to work with a, a new company like Freight by Nicole? And I guess also, what is Freight by Nicole? What is it taking shape to be? 
<laughs> so uh, we've actually been turned down quite a bit because we're new, which is totally understandable. You know, people are like, okay, you don't have any credit on file yet. We don't know if you're going to pay us. So wait until you get rolling and, and reach out. Um, but I am going to be using a factoring company for both AR and AP. It's just a smart choice, right? Like I don't ha need to have lots of money in the bank. Um, so that's not a worry people need to be concerned about, especially with the video I sh shared the other day of me actually tearing up and sharing my fears. Um, but with the car but this carrier that I onboarded, like we're actually becoming friends. Like he's, he's, you know, sending me stuff and, and helping me out, um, on a personal and professional level, like helping me see what the carriers want. Um, which is really cool. Like it's, it's exactly kind of where my thought was at. And it's like, he is there. We're just going to do amazing things together. And, um, so it's, I, I'm doing a little bit more than the standard companies do. I think, uh, first there's a questionnaire. You have to fill out this ultimate, this questionnaire, give me information about your company, which a lot of people have carried profiles. Okay. No big deal. But then I have to review the questionnaire, check their safety, check their insurance. And then after that stuff's done, then we've got to get a contract or agreement in place. And then after the agreement's in place, uh, you know, or, or at some point during the process, I want to do a personal interview with them, at least 15, 20 minutes talking with them, explaining them what we are. And what we are, um, Freight by Nicole is an, a freight brokerage. Um, we also, I like helping people and consulting. So that's why I also put freight brokerage and consulting as our tagline, I suppose. Um, well, actually, our official tagline is a company where everyone rises. And we are focusing on small, medium-sized businesses because as a small business owner, I know like how terrifying this can be, how stressful it can be, but also how amazing it can be. And having partners helping you achieve your goals is, is critical, I think. And uh, so we just want to partner with the, the best carriers. They're not going to be the cheapest, but they're going to be focused on doing it right. And like us, when they make mistakes, they are more determined to fix that and prevent it from happening again than to say, well, it's freight that happens. It is a tough challenge onboarding carriers and starting freight brokers with all the credit credit terms because it's, it's very cash intensive business. So you have to factor, you have to do, you have to get very creative with everything. I, I've seen on LinkedIn and uh, that you've been building out your team. How many people do you have on your team now, and how's that process been? I have three agents, and it's probably going to stay that way for a while. I want to handpick my, my people. I want to know them uh, because I, I'm very protective of my brand. And to be honest, I have trust issues, right? Like if I'm going to put myself out there and share my business, which is my new baby, um, I need to know that I can trust my people and that they're going to, to respect and, and be honest with me. Um, so I have three people and I've worked with them all at some point, or I've known them for a while and I just see in them what I have, but you know, like I'm doing this without the protection of someone else. Like I'm essentially being their freight mom is how I see it <laughs> and, and helping them learn, helping them grow. Um, so that one day they can branch out on their own. Hopefully they, they grow and become empowered agents with us. We have actually three tiers of agents and you, you know, with time you move up. Um, but hopefully, you know, they want to stay in the freight industry and they want to stay with freight by Nicole, but if they don't and they want to go off and be on their own, I'm just glad to help them get their start and, um, take the jump into entrepreneurship.
You have a, a lot of supporters in the comments. Chris Jolly says, great video about as real as it gets. Uh, Stephen Elliott says, way to go, Nicole Barrett. You're so inspiring to all of us who are starting our own businesses. Zach Coldiron, he says, saw the video. It's always best to be prepared. Right decision. Best of luck in your, in your business endeavors. And Daniel Stanton says, take your time. Move at a pace that works for you and your team. You've got this. So super exciting stuff. And Stephen says, yes, keeping your brand is so important. I, I agree. And now's that real formative time you're bringing on, on the the principals and your carriers yes. and your agents and all that stuff. But what would you tell? Because in your video, you said, this is the hardest. This is much harder than I thought it would be. This is, the, this is one of the hardest things I've done, especially being a single mother. So what advice would you give Nicole for two months ago when you started on this road? I just have to honestly keep reminding myself that I'm worthy, that I can do this, that I need to believe the people who are supporting me because sometimes I get in my head and question myself. So I'm just constantly telling myself to have faith have faith. You can do this. And, and, and that's why I love sharing my journey because I, other people may not be able to do that as easily as I can, right. To be able to bounce back when I have a bad day or when the depression creeps in or the fear creeps in. So it's just keep going. And, and Nicole Glenn, I want to give a shout out to Nicole Glenn from Candor Expedite. When I first started, she shared a song with me, um, called flames by David Guetta. And it's just like, keep going. Like, and I listen to that song on repeat to help me go. So Nicole Glenn, thank you. You've been such an inspiration to me. That is one of the most important lessons hey, whenever you go out on your own entrepreneurship is Find to nice keep David going. Find a nice David Goetta track? Huh? Find oh, a nice David Goetta. Uh, yes, definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> but just keep going. Keep going. I mean, everything's a challenge. Everything, every failure is an opportunity. Every misstep is is is, is just a, a learning experience. And, and being revitalized every single day and, and not letting any of the other BS get to you and just keep going eyes on the prize you know what if, and if you think and you've experienced this but and i have when i've been out on my own the one thing that you don't think about when you're starting a business is you you lose that layer above you you lose like that mm-hmm. that boss to, to to pat you on the back to discourage you or encourage you or to give you that tactical constant feedback because now you're the boss and now mm-hmm. it's it's up to you to internalize and then redistribute all of those emotions that a lot of times would be filtered by a yeah. firewall above yeah. you but, but your boss at that point is the market. The market's yeah. going to give you all the feedback you need. Listen to that feedback. Don't do what's not working. Run with what's working and always try new things. Nicole, so what's the, uh, what's the, plan, what's the plan now moving forward? There's mm-hmm. a slight delay, but you're not closing shop. You're still moving forward. You got all those lovely stickers printed. What's next? <laughs> Uh, I have pens, too. Um, actually, that's what I've been having in my hand. Um, I have Freight by Nicole pens, uh, Freight by Nicole letter openers, uh, just some swag to help like get the word out there. I'm going to be sending those out to customers and to partners. Um, but I'm hoping Monday, a mo- little bit more of a soft open. You know, we might take on a couple more accounts. I just, I still need a customer contract or agreement. I need, I still need to be able to have something to capture, like a ca- customer questionnaire similar to that carrier questionnaire. So the next step is this week. I'm pushing myself. I'm like, right, is it is go time? Put that personal stuff aside. Um, you know, I, I, it's uh, another reason. Another thing that helped me up is I quit smoking, and so I've just been so moody and had no energy. So now I've got that. And it's just, okay, so Monday, here we go. And up until then, just do something big every day, like accomplish something big every day. 
That's, that's, that's just go. Do it. That's a very good, very good goals for, for every single day. On, on the sell side, how are you selling right now? What, what kind of distribution channels or, or channels where you're talking to Michael Nemi, who loves cold calling? Uh, I, I know that you don't like it quite as much as Michael, <laughs> but I don't think anyone else does. Uh, but but what, are, what are some some of the other types of, of channels that you're using to go out and, and land those new customers once you get the contracts in place? You guys might hate me, but I do not like sales anymore, like at all. I don't like to think of selling myself. I like to think of promoting myself. And honestly, being on here and and getting referrals from people is is what I'm really what I really enjoy doing, but my team and I will be doing some warm calls, like reaching out to my network, not like saying, Hey, I can solve your problem. It's more, it's more so I'm hoping to do the learning thing like Michael talked about, but also just to ask people to like, if you know someone who could benefit from working with a broker that genuinely wants to care about them and look out for their best interest and, get them the solutions that aren't just that are going to be affordable but are going to minimize issues which can actually be more expensive than the savings of using a crappy carrier send them my way you know let help let me help them and you know i've partnerships in place with other brokers where if a customer does isn't a good fit for me i'm going to send it to them and then vice versa so uh <laughs> <laughs> That's Tyler Durden. I'm Richard Romer. We're at Snackwaves. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to move our freight, Nicole? Um, so, well, I have Expedite partners in place. I have uh, truck part- a few truck partners. I definitely need some more. But ultimately, once I know what lanes and what needs I'm in the search for, that's when I'm going to go out to market and start shopping for my carriers and start and, and get the carrier onboarding stuff. So right now, at first, I'm you know the Expedite partner is ready to go, and we can do that stuff like right away. But as far as like trucking stuff, I don't want to be doing last minute stuff. I don't want to be shopping on DAT unless I absolutely have to, or sorry, mm-hmm. DAT or Internet Truck Stop. You know, one of the load boards. Load boards are going to be our last resort. It's really about the partnerships and about getting that feel, building that relationship from from the start, and then nurturing it long term. So it's going to be a building process over time. But we are trying to get carriers on board um, in advance if we possibly can. Eric Smith in the comments said he would like he would like to work with you. Uh, Dan Du Russell says never give up, never surrender. He's quoting from Galaxy Quest. Michael Nemey says, "Remember <laughs> to celebrate the small wins, Nicole." Yeah, and you know we've seen your videos when you've been happy too, and you've been elated. You've you've had that glow to you, and yeah, I mean you have it now too. But who can't? We're gonna see your pets later. You uh, what are their names? You got a parrot. You got a dog. You got a cat. You got a lot going oh on God. in that menagerie. <laughs> Yes, yes, I have my zoo. Um, I have four dogs, three cats, one of which is pregnant again because I couldn't afford to get her spayed when I lost my job. And then not from the dog, um, right? Uh, no, no, stuff right for the dog for sure. Okay. <laughs> that would be okay. interesting. But you, you know, that could be its own YouTube channel. <laughs> it could. Um, and then a parrot. Oh. That, that sounds like something I don't even want to get into. That's dirty mind. Um, anyways, and then a ferret and a lovebird. I just love uh, taking in strays. Wow. Wow. That's really cool, Nicole. So how do you, so how you're building this business and gaining a market understanding is, is really important. You have your own background working in freight, but how are you using that to help build the business now? So actually right now I haven't, I feel like I haven't done too much publicly. Like I want to get around to doing that, like sharing educational videos, writing more articles and well thought out things. Um, Cause I, my goal is to educate my people, my carriers and my clients um, in some way, right? Like 
ultimately I want them to want to work with me, but I, but I don't feel like they need that. I, I want them to feel like they don't need me, that they want to work with me just because I do add value. I take a load off their shoulders, but I want them to know what I know. And that's going to take time to do that. Um, again, how would I say it? Just like that download, that, that freight download. And then I'm the one who's out in the market watching what's going on, watching the trends. And so I can call my clients. So like, if I know they do um, a certain lane and I know that there's going to be a huge disruption or maybe there's a hurricane, I can maybe help them get a, get in front of that stuff and, um, or plan or, or work around it. Right. Like obviously we couldn't do much about COVID. Right. But like, I don't know. I would, in this sort of situation, I just would be do. I would be staying on top of the situation, educating the people that need to know this stuff, um, and 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 go from there. Just be their their freight knowledge expert. Yeah. Earlier, you were talking about your phone systems, your TMS. You know, whenever you start a business, especially a freight brokerage, you have all these tech, uh, all, all all these tech shopping and, and buying decisions. You know, you have to get everything in place. How has that journey been? Because it can get complicated and messy and and, and really waste a lot of time. Sure. Yeah. It was all of those things. Um, it was such a huge time waste. Well, it, it could be seen as a huge time waster, but every time I talked to someone, even if it wasn't something I wanted to use, it was I was able to learn, and, I, and um, not just about the product, but more about what I wanted. So I actually, the TMS I ended up with is um, uh, Load Plus Pro from Freight Management Systems, and um I, I loved it. I actually almost didn't do the demo though. I was just so fed up, so tired. I'm like, I don't even think I can afford this right now. So I'm not going to waste their time or my time. But I'm like, you know what? I like this guy. I just, I feel like I owe it to them because I had to reschedule the meeting. Let's do it. And then I fell in love and then I'm like, oh, but I can't afford it. So let me do it in six months to a year. Like that's a goal. I'm going to set that goal and I'm going to get there. Well, then they actually, I shared a video you guys might have seen. They call me and they're like, what do you think about being an evangelist or a promoter for us? Because we think you'd be great at that. We want to give you the system. And I cried happy, happy tears. Um, but it is hard. It is really hard to, to first, when you don't know what you want, it's hard to figure out what, you, what, what you're going to take, what you're going to spend your money on, especially when you have such a set amount. Um, but just, you know, do it. And ask for feedback, ask for referrals, um, do your research, and um, it just it gets easier. And then for some reason, if you make the wrong choice, you can always switch to something else. How do you sell yourself when you're new? Do you, do you find it more of a challenge? I mean, in some ways, it can be a door opener, right? I mean, if you look in the, in the comments here and you're, you're open, honest, you let people know that you're, you're new, you're getting into this field, you're looking for some partnerships. So that may be... Somewhat of a benefit, but I mean, I'm, I imagine there's a lot of hurdles too. People want proven partners. There's a lot of freight companies out there. So, how do you sell yourself? Again, right now, I'm kind of relying on, on networking. It's um, both on social media and then in person, and it's just proving to people day in and day out that I'm that I'm real, that I'm authentic, and I'm honest, and that I, I'm trying. Right? I think that people think, you know, or, or at least they if they see you're trying, even if you even if you fall down or you screw up every now and then, like obviously people have a lot of faith in me. They are cheering me on, and I think people just love to do that. And people love to help. Um, so it's, I just be be me. I built my personal brand is just be be myself, um, be get silly and. Um, and fun, but also, you know, I'm also smart and um, on, on top of things. So that, that's it. I can't tell. I, I, there's no cheat or short way about it. Fantastic. I, 
you know, two months is a long time whenever you're you're out on your own. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like a, a few lifetimes. It sure feels that way. It does, <laughs> yeah. It kind of gets, seems, seems longer and longer, and those challenges seem to get harder and harder as, as you wear down. But then you, you get over those horizons. You, you get mm -hmm. over those humps, especially oh, yeah. if you keep going and you don't let yourself be the person that, that falls all the way back to the ground. That sounds like the trajectory that Nicole's on despite that setback. So, Nicole, what do you do to re-motivate yourself and to keep you going towards July and to and to be here next July on this journey? <laughs> um, to re-motivate music. Music is a huge part of my life. So I have um, this playlist. I have, um, you know, this one for work motivation. I have one for just um, for, for different moods and stuff to help me keep going. I have like a girl power playlist too. That's been so helpful. Um, my, I tell my, my friends and family what's going on and then they encourage me and motivate me. I write and get my emotions, my feelings out. I gotta, I, I talk to people and then they remind me like, Hey, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, um, there, there's a lot of different things that I do. I, um, I, I don't know. I love essential oils. I, I love my pets. Um, actually my, one of my dogs is a, a registered service animal and he's been bugging me a lot lately. I remember myself, Oh yeah, he wants, he's, he knows something's wrong with me. So I'm going to pet him. Wow. I think that she should let, and she's doing that by coming on things like this, but I think you should let that, that vulnerability, that personality show through, through the brand, especially in freight. There's so many companies that, that try to be the big iron, the, the, the big mm -hmm. diesel, but maybe there's not a lot of, especially women-owned companies that, that can go out in that consultative approach to newer businesses, to female businesses, to people who may not be comfortable talking to people who are lost in the jargon. Yeah, uh, that, that's kind of exactly what I want. I don't want, I want to be different. I don't want to be just like everybody else. When people are like, well, this is how the industry does it. And I'm like, uh, so <laughs> that's not what I want to do. I want to innovate. I w I've told people, I'm like, I want to be like Elon Musk or, you know, um, uh, Steve Jobs. Like I have this crazy idea, this vision that people don't see yet, but then one day they will. And, and, and so I, that's, I just tell myself, I'm like, just because people might not see it doesn't mean you can't do it. And you're exactly right, because people won't see it, and it, because it's your vision. No one else is going to see it, and if everyone else did see that vision, everybody would be, you know, running yeah. to, to take your place. So that's, Now you're the donkey carrying the apple cart. It, you exactly know. right. <laughs> yeah. But the apple cart's yours, too, and then when the wheel breaks on the apple cart, you got to pay for that. You do, yes. And all the apples inside of it. Yes. Yeah. Lots of, lot to think about. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, how do people reach out and learn more about Freight by Freight by Nicole? I, I know LinkedIn's a great jumping off point just because you do make those videos mm -hmm. and you are including people on this journey. So should that be where they start? Do you have a site up yet for Freight by Nicole? Where do we send them? LinkedIn is uh, great. We do have a company page for Freight by Nicole. Our hashtag is hashtag Freight by Nicole. You can connect with me personally. I'd love for everybody to start connecting with my agents as well. I've shared their information. Our business phone number is 217-807-4707. And um, the website will be up soon. Linked. Uh, I also have Facebook up and running. People can connect with me on there. It's a little more fun than LinkedIn. I try and keep LinkedIn a little more professional but still authentic. Um, Instagram, but yeah, call us, text us, uh, message me. I look forward to connecting with many, many more people and helping them on their journeys. Now, Nicole, I have, before we let you go, I've have have settled a debate between uh, myself and a gentleman named TJ. Is it okay to post a picture of yourself on LinkedIn wearing a, uh, a branded logo hat? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see, won that debate. Yes. There we go. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us on the air today. We really appreciate it.
Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. I, Thank you, I knew we'd win that one. I, I know, right? We could do a poll right now on LinkedIn, and everybody would be on our side. All right, well, let's see. Uh, yeah. Is it okay to post a picture of yourself wearing a branded hat? Comment section on LinkedIn. Please let us know. I, I say so, and I think that, especially when you're a media company, you know, uh, your media is your brand. Any situation you know? in particular, but I think when you're in a media company, part of it is is getting that brand out there. And I think like uh, Nicole's showing vulner- vulnerability and showing. LinkedIn's a great place to show business partners what you do, not just when you're on the job, but the person that you are. Now, that doesn't mean, like, post a, a bunch of, like, inflammatory political opinions or That's just true. completely irrelevant and, and things. And call, call, try to call other people out for yeah. posting a branded there's picture some, of a hat because you you probably get a lot of snarky replies those in those man. those comments, right? Those gatekeepers just swing. I, I know, LinkedIn, right? Those LinkedIn. minions. You get can't it. do it. You can't. You can't post. <laughs> I say you can. The button's right there. It's not that hard. I think you can. Um, you know what's also not hard? A lot of people shared pictures. So a lot of since this pandemic happened, a lot of people have been working from home, stuck with their their kids, but also with uh, their pets. Nicole, she didn't have. She didn't just have enough with the kids. She also has parrots, birds, pregnant cats, cats running around yeah. that house. I've got a cat and a dog in my apartment. A lot of you folks did you shared uh, your pet pictures with us we put together a little video so if we could play that right now these are the pets of the put that coffee down community please play the tape ever since the pandemic hit our roommates have become our co-workers in arrangements we'd never attended but now live with we share workspaces with our golden doodles cavapoos golden retrievers rescue labs polydactyl cats parrots chickens lizards And did I mention the cat on your keyboard? Hi, Mittens. Is that you slacking again? You're the number one draft pick on my Microsoft Teams. Shout out to the human co-workers of these pet counterparts. Craig Fuller, Emily Zink, Kevin Hill's sister, Kevin Hill's mom, my parents, my sister, guest Nicole Barrett, Ryan Schreiber, Tom Curry. What are you clucking about? Justin McGee, Carly Reeves, Dooner Livingston, Connor, Emila, Cody, Brandon, Billy, Whitney, Anna, John Piper, and so many more. Thank you so much for sharing your coworkers with us today in arrangements we'd never intended but now live with. There's sound off. <laughs> I, guess right, I guess we can't get the sound there. Check, check it out. Okay. I'll edit it in, 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 in post so you guys can check that out. Yeah, definitely. Really lovely video we made for your, your animals. Um, and and you can actually check it out. Did you make any edits? It looked like you made a few edits. Yeah, uh, yeah since it, you posted it, it, out on yeah, LinkedIn. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll have it going post. on back on there. Uh, maybe someone has to undo the mute button, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, go, to Anthony. Go shake them back up there. Yeah, thanks. Go 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 in forks. <laughs> No, so what, so what did you think, though? What did you think of the pets in the Put That Coffee Down community? Oh, they're, they're great. I, I, I always love, uh, love dogs and cats. And, yeah. And, and I don't have one with me right now, but no. my mom's dog was in there with the 4th of July and the American flag. Very patriotic dog. I heard she you. She likes uh, to chase rabbits, too. You might, you might be doing some pet sitting soon, too. I might, yes. yes. I, I might. So. Then the next tip is, is babysitting. I'll let you guys know when you can come and watch my kids over at my place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Kevin, let's so, yeah. we're, now we're going to draw the book. We're going to draw the book. What's the book that we're giving away? And we're going to give it to one of the people who submitted our animals to us today. This week is we're giving away how to get your point across in 30 seconds or less. This is a drawing today. Okay. And then we have another book. Okay. okay. This is for today. All yes, right. So this is for today. Well, the winner is from Triumph Pay. It's Carly Reeves. Very good. Yeah, hey, Carly. Congratulations, Congratulations. Carly. you have won. 
And then, so we're going to give this one away to the, yeah. to the pets. Never split the difference. We've given no, away I just before. No, gave that away for the pets. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Well, okay, then, so we need to we'll give one that. more away. We are well, so well coordinated. See, this is what happens when I come in. It, it gets extra coordinated. But this is for next week. I feel like this works more smoothly when well, I'm I don't home. know. <laughs> it's more fun when you're in the studio. Though. All right, let's see. I know it is. Hold on. Let me, let me pull up. Uh, All right, we'll give away up. two books. And it's not a long walk for me to go after this show to talk to the back about something. Uh, 56. Who is number 56? It is David Dikoski. David Dikoski, you're the winner of the book. Very good. So we gave away two bucks today. Yeah. Now tell me, why did you pick? Why did you pick? Because we've given this one before. Yeah, we've given this one too. Right. Yeah. This is uh, by Chris Voss. He does a master class as well, but he used used to run the FBI hostage negotiation team, and there's it's all about negotiating. So Never you, split the difference and a wealth of information for sales, for negotiating, and whether you're a carrier, or a broker, or a shipper, uh, really, uh, you know, it's the the book to, to go to these days for for how to negotiate. Oh, Daniel Stanton said, so it doesn't matter there was no sound. He had his own dog barking in the background, so it was like <laughs> Mystery Science Theater Pet Edition. Yeah, again, not sure what happened there. We, we'll edit in the right video in post-production. We'll, we'll make sure that that gets in there. Now, I'm getting cold calls. Someone from Mountain View, California. But a couple oh, really? shout-outs to some of the people who did send these pictures was uh, Tom Curry. He's the SVC Strategy mm -hmm. and Innovation at Kingsgate Logistics. He says, does it have to be furry? No, it doesn't. It does not. That was his chickens. You yes. saw them in there, both of his yes. chickens. I'm not sure what their names are. Uh, Tom, if you could leave them in the comments. Uh, Haley Fazio, you saw her dogs in there. Your sister, she said, uh, I hear you talking there, but I see you sitting here. <laughs> that was actually captioned. She okay. shared her cat and then oh, she captioned yes. it. Yes. Uh, Justin McCabe, he was sharing his dogs, his lizard. Uh, Carly Reeves, she says, quiet coworker. She had her uh, her dog, or cat, I mean, sleeping on the bed. She won that book. Nice guitar in the background, too. Uh, Ryan Schreiber, he says that's a good-looking pet right there. Ryan, he uh, he's actually one of the humans we saw in there as well. His cat might consider consider him the pet. He is, yes. He's a, uh, a father of cats. I think that's in his LinkedIn or equivalent. Oh, I don't or know. equivalent. So or it could equivalent. Be like a dog yes. or something. Dooner Livingston, he's holding up his cat, Casper. Uh, who else did we have on there? It was in the uh, it was it was in the audio, but it was Justin McCabe, Carly Reeves, Dooner Livingston, Connor, Emila, Cody, Brandon, Billy, Whitney, Anna, John Piper. Uh, new addition to the Freight Waves team. Welcome to our company, Adam Robinson. He was yes. on there as well. Yes, new edition. Catherine Whitehouse, she sent it in just too late. Her submission was oh, just really? too late, so we didn't get it in, so we'll roll it in another time. Tom yeah. Carice says those were uh, Pepper and Jasper. Pepper and Jasper. Were they, were they chickens? Or I think one was a rooster, right? Is the difference gender between yeah. a rooster and a chicken? I, yes. Okay. Yes, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a farm animal. I'm man. pretty sure, yes. I don't know much about farm animals. I, I kind of grew up with chickens, but I, I, oh, well, my you? grandparents Oh, you're did. from Oklahoma. Yeah, I know, right? That's an alarm but clock out there. It, it is. And after a few days of growing up, get, collecting eggs from the hen house, it's, yeah. it, it's not fun. Well, Christine Jebus says, uh, Emily has focused a lot on making a product of high freight. Happy to catch up and tell you about it. Uh, Chris Jolly, anytime. Happy Wednesday to everybody. Nicole Barrett, thank you. Always happy to help. Happy, hope the biz is going well. Hey, everybody, we're happy to help as well. If you look on the show notes and these shows, there's the Glenn Gary leads list. Those are for all of the people in the put that, not all the people, but many of the people in the put that coffee down community who are open to connecting via LinkedIn. Add your LinkedIn there. Connect with the people on there. We're, we're all good with teaming up. Connect with Kevin Hill on LinkedIn at Kevin Hill. You can find me at Timothy Dooner, D-O-O-N-E-R on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Same thing, at Timothy Dooner. 
Sooner. Follow FreightWave shows every single day. Got a brand new one at noon live on LinkedIn and Facebook. Tomorrow, midday market updates. Some really exciting guests going to be on as well. And then, uh, what do you have? Uh, we had great quarter guys yesterday. Great, great quarter guys yesterday. All long shorts. And stay tuned until 2 o'clock when Freightonomics comes on. 2 o'clock. And then 4 o'clock with Sonar. Subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast player of choice. We'll catch you all later. Thank you, too.